0: Love this part right here. Praise the Lord.
1: Good morning. morning. Welcome to Stratford Heights. Wonderful, wonderful Stratford Heights where we didn't get washed away in the rain this morning. I tell you, it rained and rained and rained on us coming to church. And I thought about going back home a couple times. It was so bad. But the Lord protected us and brought us here, and it's good and dry and warm inside. Don't you love our beautiful church? We come in from the world and all the turmoil, and we have this peace that passes all understanding. Look around at somebody and give them a high five and be seated for just a moment, please. Thank you. God bless you. We would like for you to remember that... um, uh, There'll be no evening service tonight, and there'll be no Wednesday night this week, so you you can kind of keep this in your mind so you'll remember what's going on. Next Sunday will be a full Sunday. We will have um, morning service, Sunday school morning service, and then our communion. Our family communion is next Sunday night, and you'll want to be here to celebrate that. It's always this very, very special time, and uh, after all the celebrating that we've had, We're so glad to see that some of you brought your visitors with you and family uh, members and we would like to meet all of them so what we're going to do is first I want to welcome Yolanda and David and Hannah's some of their family members are here from Pachuca Mexico and it's Twilight and Nellie and David right over here we want to say thank you for being here you didn't have to come but you did today And, and and we honor you. Thank you for being here today. God bless you. And if you're visiting with us, we want you to take advantage of this and just stay seated now. And we're gonna stand all over the building, leaving our visitors seated. And you will stay there and then we'll find you and be able to shake hands and greet one another. So all of you that are regular tenders, just stand, leaving our visitors seated. And you're, we're going to find those that are around us that we want to welcome to be here tonight, today. So get out in the aisles and shake hands and greet one another and say, God bless you. Thank you for coming. I just
0: want to stay. In Jesus' name, I just want to stay.
2: God bless you. you. May be seated. We're going to take a moment now and join together and pray for the nation of Israel. And also, I'd like to add that we pray for Christians all over the world this morning. So let's join together now in prayer. Father, we come this morning united in one spirit, and one accord, in obedience to Your Word. Lord, Amen. out of compassion from our hearts, to pray for the nation of Israel. Lord, I ask that You would be with Your people. Lord, that you would protect them, that you would provide for them as you always have, Lord, and that you would be with them in these last days. And most of all, Lord, that your will would be done through them. When we also stand up now, Lord, and pray for Christians all over the world that's made the choice to stand up for you, the one true God. We ask that you would be with them, Lord, and that you would protect them. Lord, that you would provide for them. Lord, and we pray for Christians here at home. Lord, as we're going into the 2016 season, the new year, Lord, that we'd have more courage than ever to stand up for you. Lord, that we'd live in ways that would honor you and glorify your name. Lord, that as people would see us and they'd see your light living through us, Lord, that they would come to the knowledge of truth. Lord, and they would come to you. Lord, use us in this year, Lord, mightily to reach the world for you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
3: Um, completely be my fault didn't have it on good morning morning. hope you had a great Christmas Yeah, Yeah, some are still celebrating I see (laughs) I said how do we go from standing room only last Sunday to uh, to the best of the cream of the crop is here today (laughs) we also have those traditional church of God folks that will slip in here over the next 20 minutes you know but we're delighted to see you. I hope you had a great Christmas with your family and your friends. That's what this week is, is about. You know, we, we want to uh, spend as much time as we can being a light and a witness to our family, and to our friends, and to people that we're trying to be a light to. You know, Sometimes we've got to get out from the four walls. Can I hear an amen? And, and be light to the world. We're So delighted to have with us some very special people there's there's guests I, we made mention of several that are visiting with us today and thank you so much for being here of course one of our sons and daughters of ministry is here they left us a few years ago and they're down in Bremen Georgia and they're the worship arts pastors of a church down in Bremen a, a church of God there. John and Shannon Henderson. I want them to stand. I want you to give them a good welcome home. We love them. They're up, up visiting for uh, Christmas and, and we, we got to snag them this morning. Got to spend a little time with them this week and, and I just love them. John has been like a son to me and when he fell in love with Shannon she became a daughter. So uh, I've adopted them and, and uh, they're wonderful. We're so proud of them, as what they're doing in ministry down in Georgia. And so we're delighted they're home, visiting with us today. Our ushers are coming, ready to serve you this morning. I want to say a little bit about the communion service, especially if you're new at our church and you don't know, traditionally, every year we do a family communion service. There will be six communion tables, uh, a sanctuary full of people. Normally, we have anywhere from 400 to 500 people that come through. Uh, with their families. And uh, you can be a one-member family or you can be a ten-member family. doesn't matter. But when you come, we register you and, and you come into the sanctuary. The sanctuary is beautifully designed and, and uh, with candles and just very sacred. And we invite families to come forward for family communion. And it's a way of, of praying over your family, taking communion with our pastors with your family. And then we pray over you for the new year and so we invite you to come and be a part that night you don't have to register just come from the in the hours of 6 to 8 you can come anytime during that time and as you're here and and we fellowship together it's one of the most sacred most beautiful things we do every single year and uh, i invite you and encourage you to come and bring your families today as we We look to our gifts and our giving. We know our, our loose offering all goes to world missions and missionaries around the world. We want to do our very best to help meet the needs that they have in their lives. And We don't just do an offering, take an offering, or receive an offering for them. We always pray, God, help us to meet a need in their lives. We, somewhere around 11 different countries, your gift today will go to help and minister all around the world. So we're excited to do that with our loose offering, that many of you are ready and prepared today to pay your tithe, thank you for your gifts and helping our church continuing the ministries here. As you see, we have quite a big project going on over the hill, $4 million facility that should be done within June or July. So uh, we've not got that much time until we'll be stacking it with volunteers. Can I get an amen? (laughs) So we'll need you to to step up and volunteering your time and service to ministry as we look forward to expanding our our, uh, ministry opportunities. Thank you for your gifts. Thank you for tithe. Thank you for giving. But also reminds you that if it's important to you, this is the last Sunday in 2015. uh, That usually helps some to remember uh, their giving for the end of the year. Let's pray. Father, as we come before you this morning, we thank you. We honor you. Lord, you were with us in the 8.30 service in a marvelous and wonderful way. We just pray in the name of Jesus that your spirit, your presence, will be here in a wonderful way. Lord, as we've come through Christmas and as we've celebrated your birth, your coming to this earth to save your people, we thank you now that as we pick up from Christmas and move forward into this year, that Lord, we will do everything in our power to make Christmas every day. To recognize and to get the message out to the entire world Lord, that you have come that you're the answer for all the problems and cares and concerns of this world you are the answer we give you praise we've come here together in your house to honor you to bless you to be challenged by your word and to go forward from this place lord challenged and by the spirit anointed by the spirit to make an impact on our community we thank you for this in Jesus' Your name, we pray, Amen.
0: With Your Majesty, I fall to my knees. I love You endlessly. With the beauty of Your Son, I find myself. Because I love you and let I love you, Lord. Oh. We give you all praise, Saviour of my soul, Lover of my life. I love you with sweet passion. the beauty of your Son, I find myself undone. I love you endlessly. I love you, Lord. I glorify your name. I love you endlessly. With your majesty here, I fall to my knees. I love you endlessly. With the beauty of your Son, Lord, I find myself undone. I love you endlessly. Oh, give me praises. Lord, we glorify your name. We thank you for your presence. I don't ever want to come to church and not feel as Jesus, you're all I need. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is is impossible. You hold my world. Say.
3: Would you stand with me just for a few moments? All over the house. The Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways. Some of your ways. A few of your ways. A few things. A few of the the casual things. In all of your ways acknowledge Him. you know what that means? Acknowledge means God, you're still on the throne. You're on the throne no matter what. In sickness, you're on the throne. When I'm in trouble, you're on the throne. When I'm going through the storm, you're on the throne. I acknowledge you, God. You're in control. Do you believe that? Put your hands together and give the Lord praise.
0: Nothing, say that with me, nothing is impossible with God
3: Gary didn't know it he prepared his music for this morning's service and the message that I'm getting ready to preach in just a few moments is, is there anything too hard for God nothing is Jesus said it in Luke nothing is impossible with God I don't know what your hardest trial is I don't know what your most difficult request is, I don't know what dream you have out there that you have not realized. I do know this. God is bigger than your dream. He's bigger than your sickness. He's bigger than any problem that you and I will ever have in this world. I want you to trust Him right now. I want you to reach over and take someone by the hand. If you're comfortable to do that, it close to someone. There's power in unity. I said there's power in unity. The Bible says if any two will agree and touch anything, according to the will of the Lord, it's done. Right now, I'm praying for Melissa Beckett. Melissa, you've been through one of the worst storms of your life. God's going to touch you this morning. Right here, right now. Brother Don Hale, God's going to continue to touch your body physically. I'm believing right now. Brother Hale, Alan Hale, God's going to touch you right where you are this morning. I'm believing for the miraculous power of God to fall in this house like the rain is outside. Nothing shall be impossible with the Lord. I want you to lift those hands up if you will. I want you to trust in the Lord right now with every care, every concern, every son, every daughter. Intercede for your friend. Intercede for your brother and your sister, right now.
0: Sing it out. Nothing is impossible. Oh, nothing is impossible for you. You hold the world in your hands.
3: believe nothing is impossible with God. you know I'm going to preach about that but we've got to genuinely believe that you got to know nothing is too hard for God nothing is impossible for God and when you have that confidence and that faith in you it could turn your whole circumstance completely around like that God can take the impossible and turn it into a miracle God can give the miracle this morning based on nothing but your belief that he can oh that's strong faith when Jesus healed the woman in the Bible he looked at her and he said daughter go go your faith has made you whole faith to believe to know that God is able this is the true source of miracles with God. I want you to believe for God, to, for there to be miraculous power at work in your life. When people are coming forward, it's because they're desperate. They want God to do something amazing in their lives. They want God, they need God to give an answer. They need Him to give guidance. They need Him to, to be right in the middle of their situation. Perhaps you're that way today. I'm believing by the end of this service that you are going to We're not here to just turn the lights on, sing a couple songs, and give you a cute little inspirational speech and go home. That's boring. I wouldn't go to a church like that. I can go to an inspirational speech at any hotel in town. What I need is the God of the Bible, the God that created the universe. To come down in the middle of our situation and our church and your family. We're here today because we are God's people and this is His house. Ooh, I just felt that go all the way through me. This is His house. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord praise. Give me one more of that. Amen. Bibles to Genesis, Old Testament, chapter 18, verse 9 through 14 is going to be our text today. The presence of the Lord is here in a wonderful way. Gloria a Dios. Dios le bendiga. Amen. 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 Presence of God. There's an old song that says, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Gotta make it to heaven somehow. Though the devil tempts me, tries to turn me around. He's offered everything that's got a name. All the wealth I want and worldly fame. But if I could, I still wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Amen. I wouldn't take nothing for this old-fashioned Genesis to Revelation journey with God. I agree with Moses who said, Lord, I know what my purpose is. You want me to deliver the people. I know that you've called me to be your servant. You want me to just go to Egypt and rip them up out of there and take them to the promised land. He said, I know that, but he said something so beautiful. He said, but Lord, if your spirit, if your presence doesn't go with me, then don't send me up from this place. Are you happy and thankful for the presence of the Lord this morning in your life? The presence of God. I wouldn't take anything for it. I stand here as I'm getting ready to come up on the stage and I said, God, your presence, your power, not the preacher, not the choir, not... Just a bunch of inspirational thoughts. God, your presence in this house. And boy, I feel him here today. He always shows up. He always shows up. Power in the presence of God. Listen, we're going to talk about the hard issues. The things in your life that are difficult. The most difficult. I want you to rack your brain. I want you to think this morning about the most difficult. Difficult, hardest, biggest problem, concern, prayer need you got. You say, Preacher, that's, that's stepping out there a little bit, isn't it? That's kind of like you stepping out there in faith and trust. And, I mean, what if something goes wrong? I, let me tell you something He's bigger than your problem, He's bigger than your prayer need. God is massive and He is powerful and he can control, and he can deliver. Listen to these words in the Old Testament. And they said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, She's here in the tent. And he said, as in the Lord, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life, and behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in years and age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Say the word impossible. Impossible. In the flesh, in our human way of thinking and living, impossible. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord, being old also, Abraham, an old coot himself, shall I have pleasure? And the Lord said to Abraham, I love this. Why did Sarah laugh? Why did she laugh, saying, Surely I shall bear a child since I am old? Then he gives us verse 14 Is anything too hard for the Lord? Now, notice this wasn't Abraham, he wasn't preaching. This wasn't some other prophet that was preaching. This was God asking a question. God asking a question. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Then he reiterated, at the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and God says it, and Sarah shall Have a son. Man, talk about a word from the Lord. Father, I pray over the next few minutes you would arrest our spirit, touch our hearts. Let us sense your presence as you challenge us with your word. In the name of Jesus, we ask it and pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Buried. Within the pages of Genesis, here is a question. A question that has challenged the ages. Apparently, this question has been asked clear back to the beginning of time. There's always been questions, questions, questions can teach, or questions can discourage and, and can unteach. Depends on who's asking. Socrates was known as a teacher. Who used this method of questions he would sitting on some mountain looking at his you know his students and he would you know ponder and give them a question about life and ask them to think about it. This was his method it would stir up the mind to think and to respond from their own intellect, driving a truth home questions I've learned in my own life that asking questions is is pretty. An advanced way of learning and, and developing in my own life a, a sense of what's true and what's right. God knew in his infinite wisdom that this was a, a way to teach us so that we would be able to grab and grasp, if you will, hold of the truths that he wanted us to know and to learn. Moms have been pretty good at this, too. They, they have this Socr- Socratic method of teaching uh, ma- uh, the wisdom of moms just is a, it astounds me. Actually, you moms have got it going on. I mean, God just pours something in you when you're young, and and you just know to ask the right questions of your children when they're growing up. For instance, I was thinking back on my mom's questions that used to change us. I remember one in particular: "Do you want a spanking?" I mean, think about it for a minute. Are you going to be like, well, let me, let me think. Sure, mom. Yeah, let's go for it. I mean, why do you ask that question? You don't really want an answer. I don't know. I'm waiting. Give me an answer. Do you or do you not want a spanking? No, what mom is trying to do is she's trying to put something down inside you that will change your current behavior. She's wanting to drive home a truth in you that will change you. Do you want a spanking? Because if you don't change your behavior right now, that's where you're headed, young man. we really, Missy, Melissa, and Angie, they're the ones who always got that talk. I, I was the perfect child. What'd you laugh for? What about this question? Clean your plate. Don't you know there are starving kids in Africa? You know, how many years did I carry guilt inside my heart thinking I was responsible for world hunger? Starving kids, I mean, I used to say, well, Mom, get me a box. I'll mail my Kraft macaroni and cheese to them. What do you ask that question for? Except that she wants to drive home a truth. She wants to drive home a point that we don't need to waste what, we're, what we've gotten, and what we've been given. We need to take care of that. It's driving home a truth. I, this one drove me crazy. I mean, how many times do we hear it with six kids in the back seat? Do you want me to turn this car around? I mean, how many U-turns do you really see on the road? Moms, just fulfilling. You know, turning turn in this car. How many of you have ever actually turned the car around and went back home? Ooh, we've got a couple of you. Y'all are bold and daring. Yeah. I don't remember a time when my mother ever had the car turned around and took us back home, but it was a threat. And it was there to drive home a truth, a point. Settle down. When I was a teenager. So if your friends told you to jump off a bridge, would you do that too? I mean, what a question. Yes, Mom, I'm going to go down to Cincinnati, climb up on that purple bridge and jump. No. It's there to teach. God did the same thing. In history, you can look back to Jehovah's questions, always asking questions. God knew that in order for us to not just know a truth, not just understand the truth of his word, not just read it intellectually, but in order for us to truly consider it, embrace it as true in our lives. There's a lot of people that know a lot of stuff about the Bible. A lot of people know a lot about religion. Sometimes they know enough to be dangerous. Some people have no real concept, though, of what, for instance, holiness is. I mean, we we went the route where years ago, you know, we had these mile-long lists, and we had all these don'ts. People used to say the do's and don'ts. I don't remember very many do's. I just remember a bunch of don'ts. But while we we ran a lot of folks off and we, we literally had this unbelievable list, we thought we were defining holiness back then, but the Bible says to seek it, to pursue holiness. We're really, honestly, to contemplate and seek out what real holiness is instead of just looking at what we know about it and what we've been told about it, what we've been taught about it. We should be seriously considering the principles of holiness because the Bible says sorry like it, lump it, digest it into your spirit or kick it out but the Bible says without holiness no man will see God. So we need to know what holiness is, don't we? And it has nothing to do with your philosophy or my philosophy My acceptance or your acceptance. My preference or your preference. It really has nothing to do with what you think about it at all. So be careful when you define it yourself. Be careful when you've got it all figured out and you've decided what it is. Be careful. Because without it, you will not see God. So we must know. We must search it out. We need to know the truths, and one of the ways that God, throughout His Word, has always taught His people is to ask questions. You remember in the Book of Job, he spoke out of the whirlwind, and in the world, in that whirlwind, and here is Job in the middle of sackcloth and ashes, and boils on his body. He's lost everything, and he's sitting there in the midst of his despair when his wife says, why don't you just curse God and die? His friends have gotten down in the hole with him, and they're just comforting him and sympathizing with him, and he has no hope from anywhere. God looks down and asks him a question. He says, Job, are you, are you able to speak to the clouds, and command them to bring forth an abundance of water that will cover the earth And you? Job, do you know the ordinances of heaven? Can you set the dominion of earth? Can you send lightning that it may go down upon you where you are? Or can you control the winds? Do you have this ability? And Job's resounding answer was, no, I can't do any of that. He wasn't trying to say, yeah, so you're in trouble, man. Sit there and die. He was trying to bring home a truth to get Job to consider and think about if I can't, who can? God can. God can. When he asked Abraham, is anything too hard for me? That was God in the strongest way possible. Looking at Abraham and saying, Don't doubt. Don't be discouraged. Don't get frustrated. Don't get stressed out. Is there anything too hard for me? Sarah can be 250 for all God's concern, and she'll have a baby boy. God can do anything. Oh, if we would just get that this morning. If we would just truly understand that God can do anything. You see spirited worship in here today. You see people desperately bringing their needs to God. That's because they've got connected to a truth. They have embraced a truth, not religion. They have embraced truth that says, if I cast my care upon God, God will hear me and deliver me. David said, I cried unto the Lord and he heard me and delivered me. When we understand the truths of God's Word, the promises of God, God will always fulfill His promise. I have found in my own life, when I was standing in need, when I was standing in this place where I had not been perfect, and I had not held on, and endured with faith, and I had not done my end of it, I had not held to my end of the bargain, I found myself in my desperate cry to God. I found that He doesn't get moody, and mad at me. He doesn't ignore me. He doesn't say, well, I'm just going to let you beg for a while. No, I have found that in those moments when I turn to God, he is always, always right there for me. Always. He is the God of promise and the God of his word. And when we truly understand that, it helps us understand what this is all about. You say, why are you preaching this message on the last Sunday of 2015 as we get ready to go into 2016? Because I'm looking at a $4 million building that's going up week after week out here. It's starting to scare me to death. I'm looking at Clayton Street, a building over here that needs a ton of remodeling. And I'm looking at all of that, and I'm saying, God, I don't know if we can do this. I don't know if we have the resource. He says, you don't. You don't have it. He said, but guess what, preacher? He said, I do. I have everything that you'll need. I got everything you need. I got the knowledge for you. I got the leadership for you. I got the volunteers for you. I've got the work and the mission outlined for you i will take care of you so the foundation for facing one of the greatest years in our history is to get once again under that question and give the correct answer is anything too hard for god absolutely not no way he is god and nothing's impossible with him that's how we'll make the budget that's how we'll do ministry that's how we'll expand and grow that's how it'll happen you know I'm 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 human. Sometimes I get discouraged. Sometimes I get under the weight of it. I had so many pastors who told me, "You're going into a building program. It's going to turn your hair gray." They didn't tell me it was going to turn my beard gray. I looked like somebody called me Santa Claus this morning. I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Santa Claus. Feliz Navidad. (laughs) Is anything too hard for me, God says. No. And we have to remind ourselves of this because so many times we get in this place where we're like, God, do you know where I am? God, do you hear me? Do you see me? Do you know where I live? I've looked down, as I've preached before, about 37,000 feet in a plane and saw all the little ants down there called semi-trucks. And I was looking at him, and I was like, God, that is so tiny and minute. How in the world do you know where I am? And that's when God spoke the most beautiful words to me. He said, I know every hair on your head, young man. God knows. He's powerful and mighty. He is, the Bible says, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the author, the finisher of our faith. He is awesome and mighty is a God that can do anything. If we will just get that right, we think we got to do all of it. We got to control it. And we got to get in there and get our hands in it. And we got to know what to do and we got to learn what to do. I'm telling you, there is a sense of excellence that we need to have. God requires excellence. Colossians, whatsoever you do, do it heartily, excellently, as unto the Lord and not unto men. He expects us to give our very best. But at the end of the day, he wants us to completely and totally surrender in reliance upon him. I have found in my life, since I have come to Christ, this is going to be in somewhat of an oxymoron for you, I have found that since I have come to Christ, I have more problems. Somebody says, I'm out of here. <laughs> you mean the preacher's, what? You're the preacher, you've got more problems since you got, yeah. You know why? Because I, I, I made a prayer when I was very young. I said, God, I want to trust you with my whole life. I want to give you every part of me, and I want you to own me. I want you to have me. And the God said to my, are you sure? Are you sure you mean that prayer? See, we look at things from a human perspective. We don't look at it from God's perspective. We, we, look, we look from the, the earth. And when we're looking up at our lives, we see the tangled mess. But God, you know, you, that old poem, from the upper side sees the beautiful tapestry that's happening. God's weaving and making your life and mine destiny. He's got a destiny for this 100-year-old church. He's All of these things, we, we know God has sanctioned and ordained what we're doing out here on this property, and we know that God has given us Clayton Street, and we look at it and we say, but God, the resource... Where is that going to come from? And God reminds us, if I brought you to it, I'll bring you through it. And on the other side, you'll give me glory. And he says, you try to do it yourself. You try to fix it yourself. You try to supply it yourself. You try to solve it all yourself and watch what you get. But if you will learn complete reliance and dependence upon me, then you'll see the miraculous. You see, God don't waste his time with things you can do. I'll let that sink in for a minute. If you do ministry, if you do teaching, if you do your work in the community, if if you volunteer and you do it all in your talent, your ability and everything you're doing, what I have found that God has done in my life since the day I accepted him into my heart is that he has constantly challenged me outside of my ability. I'll never forget the day at Harlem Park, a young man. I was like 19 years old, and I'm looking at Ron Medley. Ron Medley was coming up the middle of the aisle at the back of the building at Harlem Park. And I said, Ron, I said, I met with Brother Sargent, I, I told him this week that I think I'm called to ministry. I said, but Ron, I'm scared to death. And he said, yeah, yeah. if you know Ron, he, he just makes noises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said, Ron, I'm scared to death. I said, I can't do this. I can't talk in front of people. I can't pray out loud. I can't, I, I've never taught anything. I said, Ron, I am going to embarrass myself, my family. I'm going to fall flat on my face. I cannot do this. And he looked at me with those eyes and that wonderful, wonderful anointed voice that he always had. And he said, and the moment that you think you can, he said, Resign. He says, it's all God, or it's not him at all. And I was like, wow. He said, "In the moment that you ever think you can do it, resign. Resign. We must live in dependence and reliance upon God. And I have found in my life that because I've prayed that prayer and have that desire, I always find myself needing him. I always find, I have looked back on my life and I've said, why have I had so much trouble? Why did I have to, I I actually prayed this prayer one night, feeling so sorry for myself. I got down on my knees, Janelle, and I said, God, how come I always got to do it the hard way? Everybody else gets it easy. Janelle gets it easy. I have, I'm just kidding. I got to, everything I got, to. if I get it, it's the hard way. Nothing's easy for me. It's always the difficult road. I always got to take the long road. I always got to take the high road. I always got to take the expensive road. God, why is it? I always find myself in all of these calamities. And the Lord said, you said you wanted to lean upon me and be filled with me and to trust in me with all of your heart. He said, I have to lead you down paths where you stay very close to me in order to answer your prayer. Wow. It gave me a whole new insight to my issues, to my problems. I can look back over my problems in my life, some of the most horrendous, some of the biggest, some of the most difficult. And I can see in retrospect how I turned to God during those times. And my communion with him was sweet. And the miracles of his affirmation and confirmation over my life was miraculous. And then his deliverance always came through. Always came through. But sometimes I had to walk the road of dependence. And because of that, every one of those problems has made me a better man, has made me a better pastor, a better brother, uncle, a better son, a better friend. Because I have went through that, because miss, we walked away from the cemetery, laying our mother down at a very young age, because of that, I'm a better pastor. I can't count how many times I've walked in to a hospital room. Maria, I've seen the brokenness in the face of a person who's just lost their loved one. And how many times I'm able to look at them and say, I know how you feel. And they always look at me with tears and they say, I know. I know you know. And they hang on. Problems can either be stumbling blocks to quote a Hallmark card, or they can be stepping stones. Tony, you have went through a year. You'd give anything in the world if you hadn't had to go through that. But I'm telling you, brother, there's a sweetness about you there's a sweetness in your spirit you cry at the drop of a hat you're tender to God's presence and you love his house you don't take it for granted you get here with cane in hand because you're determined to be in God's house it's it's been a rough road but look how tender you are look how strong you are and buddy I'd call on you if I needed prayer you also knew and learned how to pray in a deeper way than you ever had before. God knows what he's doing. He's not left you, Linda. He's not left you out there on a plank to walk it. He's not left you out there. I'm telling you, he goes with you. And if he's called you to it, there's a purpose in this that's going to glorify him and make you better. Make you stronger. God knows nothing is too hard for him. There is no issue, no problem, no concern. There's no issue at all. You can trust in him. He can take care of the most difficult, and that was my challenge at the beginning of the message. What is the most difficult? What is the impossible thing you cannot fix on your own? You have no ability. You're done. You know the greatest thing you can ever do? Here's the greatest prayer you can ever pray in your life. Lord, I can't. I can't. I have nothing to bring. I have nothing I can say. I have no defense. I have no power. I cannot. And in that, the angels of heaven are stirred. And God on his throne looks down and says, there's one of my children and he's just given up trying to do it himself. Now I can Be glorified in him. I will fix him. And he or she will be stronger than they have ever been in their lives. Oh, God will not waste the trial. Hear what I'm saying to you. He will not waste the trial that you're going through. He will not allow one minute of stress, anxiety, turmoil, loss. Job looked up. And he said, "Though skin worms will devour my body, I have found this to be true. I know my redeemer." Lives. I know he lives. He said, Oh, oh, that it were written in a book. Oh, that I could carve it on a stone. I know uh, my Redeemer lives. And at the end, when I get through this, if I will just endure, at the end, I will see him for myself and I will be delivered. And he said, my heart faints within me for that moment in time. I'm telling you, if you will just hang on, don't let go. Don't let the world, don't let the devil, don't let the compromise of the church, don't let anybody take your faith away from you. Don't let anybody stumble over you and cause you to fall. Let the faith that God has placed inside you, let that faith arise this morning to believe. That's what I'm doing. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the potential for our ministries. I'm looking at what God wants to do. He has spoken. Five different pastors have spoken over our church in the last couple of months, confirming what God had already spoken in my own life. He said, the greatest days are ahead. He said, there's going to be an explosion in this church, and I am going to use this church greater before my coming than it has been in 100 years prior. And I say, God, how? How? What do I do? I don't know where to turn. I don't know what decisions to make. And he says, trust in me. Lean on me. I will take you through. God will. So the foundation of our new year, the foundation of our ministry potentials, our foundation for the new building and the new ministries out of Clayton Street, all of that comes back to is anything too hard for God? Nothing, nothing. That's the answer. God wasn't asking Abraham because he was curious asking abraham so that abraham would embrace that truth for himself because as i mentioned earlier thank you help me a lot of people in the world young people a lot of the philosophies of even modern day churches they'll try to tell you amen You don't have to to do all that. It's easy breezy. Slide in. It's good. I'm telling you this morning, trust in God. Don't lean on your own understanding. But in everything you do, everything that you are, lean on God. Hear me. You will need what I'm telling you. Lean on God. Look to Him now. Trust in Him now. God will help you. They're going to try to tell you, you don't need faith. You don't need to worry about that. You don't need to, to pursue holy living. You don't need a standard. You don't need any of anything. So they will tell you all that. Everything I read in this word says that there is a correlation between my obedience and God's faithfulness. Somebody ought to tweet that. There is a correlation between my obedience and God's faithfulness. Put the two together. If ye abide in my word and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done. If. We've taken the if out of our relationship with Christ these days. We do a lot of demanding, we do a lot of telling, and we do a lot of talking, but I want to know where the power is. I want power. When I pray for you, Christians, I want you to pray right now. When I pray for you, I don't want to pray in the name of Ray. I don't want to pray in the name of the Church of God. I don't want to pray in the name of any doctrine I want to pray in the name of the one who took it for you and when I pray in his name and we have called on heaven I feel him when we call on heaven then we can stand back and then I expect to see the fire I'm tired of churches explaining away why there's no power anymore in prayers Why, there's no power in the church. There ain't no healings anymore. All that's fuddy-duddy stuff. That's that old-timey stuff. That's grandma's church. That's not our church. That's not the modern way. Let me tell you something. If it was good enough for Moses, if it was good enough for Joshua, if it was good enough for Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's good enough for me. I'll take it. If Paul can stand back and say, oh, no, he slay me, or Job said that, but Paul said, I die daily. So after having preached to the masses, I'd not find myself a castaway. He said, "I this thing is worth dying for. i tell you something, I want you to stand. She's fixing to go into a major surgery. She's got all kinds of stuff. She's dealt with stuff this month. It's impossible. Right? Okay, Sarah, it's impossible. I'm not saying you're going to have a baby. <laughs> but what I am saying to you is the God of Sarah... The God of Sarah, the God of Elijah, the God that took Paul and Silas out of a dungeon of prison cell chains, the God that walked across the water to the scared disciples, God who made the heavens and the earth, who carved the rivers with a finger and pushed the mountains together, the God who spoke and breathed breath into the life of the first man and woman, that God is here in this house. Oh, I want you to lift your hands towards her in the name of Jesus.
0: Thank
3: you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of the Lord. God, your power, your work in her life, over her life, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, complete, complete healing. Complete healing of the power of God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I want you to stand with me this morning. Stand with me. I want you to just come. I'm not going to give a big, long altar call. I want you to, I'm going to move to this, guys. This is driving me crazy. I want you to step out where you are just come as quickly as you can as many I want you to bring the hardest prayer need you have I'm talking not just a bursitis or or a little cold those two but I want you to bring the hardest hardest situation you got in the world I want you to trust the Lord you're not coming to me you're not coming to the church at Stratford you're not coming to even just our altar here you're coming to God as you bring this to God I am believing God's power is going to meet you in this altar right here he's gonna meet you right here in this place would you right now with your eyes closed don't pay attention to anyone standing around you this is between you and the power of god i want the move of the holy spirit to touch your life right now i'm counting on it i'm depending on it i'm believing that god is going to touch you right now you will leave this house different you will leave this house empowered you'll leave this house changed in the name of jesus christ lift up your hands right where you are give that need to the lord nothing give it to him right now the angels of the lord are moving now in this house
0: i believe it nothing is in you hallelujah you the world in your hands. hallelujah thank you lord nothing is
3: in the name of jesus father we believe you and we thank you for miracles in this house I'm believing now armies of angels are being dispatched from this altar, going all over the world right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, there is power in this house. And it's because you are a mighty God. You are a powerful God. And nothing is too hard for you. You are great and mighty, Lord. We thank you for your work in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give it to him this morning. Give it to him this morning.
0: Impossible. Oh, Lord, nothing. nothing is impossible. Hallelujah.
1: Nothing.
3: Father, we come to you this morning every person every man woman boy and girl we pray in the name of jesus as we embark from this altar as we leave this house lord the church leaves the house i pray that you will touch and minister lord that we'll begin to see the miraculous power of god unfolding in every circumstance that we brought to this altar i'm believing and praying god that you will be shown as mighty and powerful. It was Elijah, Lord, on Mount Carmel who said, Lord, send your fire that they may know you are God. I'm praying, God, our family will know, our friends will know, our neighbors will know. They'll know, Lord, that you are God because of the power that has fallen in this house this morning. We believe it for ministry, we believe it for our future this year, we believe it, God, for the foundation of what we will move into this year, I pray over every area of ministry, every department of ministry. And I pray, God, that as we now formulate our strategies, and as we sit down at round tables and begin to discuss, God, implementation, planning, I pray that you will anoint that as we are 100% dependent, Father, on your strength, your power to lead us through. And at the end of 2016, we will say together that it has been God who receives the glory and all the honor. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody together, say amen with me. Amen. Let's give the Lord great praise today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Y'all always wear me out. God is good. God is good. Amen.
0: Hallelujah.
3: Amen. Thank you so much for being here today. I trust and pray that you'll have a, another holiday week of being with family and friends and go to New Year's Eve parties and drink eggnog and uh, have all kinds of fun. But we love you. We honor you, and, and we're ready to get to work. 2016, we're ready to hit the ground running. Do I get another amen? Amen. amen. Pray for us. Pray for your pastors. Pray for our church leaders. And pray for one another. We love you very much. God bless you and happy new year. <laughs> we'll see you. God bless you. Kwame, good to see you. So glad Kwame is in the house this morning. God bless you. Amen.
0: That Acquaintance be a younger and days Lang Syne. days of old langs, I days of all langs, I'm sad. Days of old langs, I.